At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We keep it rolling. It is hour two here on the Nightcap. Femi Abebefe, Tim Murray with you live from the Circus Sportsbook. We'll talk a little more Stanley Cup playoffs in depth with Greg Wyshynski of ESPN here in just a little bit, but that has been uh, that has been what's been on our on our plate today. As uh, no NBA tomorrow, we'll get two play-in games: the Eastern Conference playoff game, uh, play-in games, and then Wednesday we will have the uh, the much anticipated Warriors and Lakers game. The ratings are going to be through the roof oh my for gosh. the NBA. I know they're salivating at getting LeBron and Steph Curry. And it's it's what you want. You want playoffs. You want your star guys. And those are the two biggest stars in the game. Those are the guys who move the needle, and we're going to see them in a pretty primetime spot. Yeah, we'll talk much more about the Western Conference later on in the hour because that was very, uh, very interesting how things unfolded yesterday when you looked at teams. And I know Gil talked about it on his show earlier today, uh, calling it, uh, you know, a stroke of genius uh, of what the Clippers were to do. I I don't know. I, I go back and forth. I understand their mindset and what, the, why they were playing the way that they were, and it ultimately worked out. And they're on the other side of the bracket of the Lakers. But um, just, just the way that they went about puffing out their chests two years ago, and then to run and hide just was uh, was interesting. But we'll we'll look at it. We'll break down uh, series odds. We have series odds for the four series that are already out there: Blazers, Nuggets, Mavs, Clips. Heat, Bucks, Hawks, and Knicks, and then uh, we will continue to talk about these uh, these play-in games. But earlier today, uh, actually just just last hour, we saw both games go final as the Boston Bruins even up the series against the Washington Capitals, much to the, uh, I wouldn't say chagrin, much to the delight yes. of uh, Femi Abebefe over here as the Bruins 
down with three minutes to go. Femi get a goal. Then they score Brad Marchand into overtime, 43 seconds, and they win it 4-3 to three to even up that series. And then Carolina beats Nashville. And uh, Carolina, a lot of people believe, we'll talk to Greg Grashinsky about this, curious to get his thoughts, but a lot of people believe that this Carolina team, remember the number one seed in that division, think that they are the ones, that they've got a legitimate shot to win the Stanley Cup uh, this year, and uh, they open up their postseason run with a nice 5-2 win over the Nashville Predators. Yeah, if there's a team out there that can kind of slow down this Colorado Avalanche, pun intended, it would be Carolina, I believe. And it's it'll be interesting to see if that we end up getting that matchup down the road here in these playoffs. You know, there's always going to be the upsets. It's yep. the Stanley Cup playoffs, so nothing is ever set in stone in terms of just advancing teams by chalk, but uh, that would be a fun matchup to get, though. Yeah, there's no doubt, and there you have it. I mean, it, it's going to be reseeded once they get to the... Uh, once everyone gets out of their each little pod. I mean, it's such a fascinating year when you think about what we could potentially get. We could get two Eastern Conference teams. We could get two Western Conference teams in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, and we will definitely have a Canadian team in a conference final this year. It's the Canadian pod there with the Leafs, Canadians, uh, Oilers, and Jets. Uh, but the Wild getting off to a, a 1-0 series lead, an overtime win yesterday. The Avalanche up one to nothing right now at the uh, first intermission. The Preds uh, and 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 uh, Lightning last night or yesterday five to four. So it's it's obviously as we've talked about, it's gotten off to a phenomenal start with four games already going to overtime. Yeah, it's just what we live for. These are the moments that we like as sports fans. The playoff hockey, it's just sports drama at its finest, especially once it gets to overtime. And you just any wrong turn here, any little moment, the puck bounces whichever way could be the deciding factor of a game, could be the deciding factor of a series. And so far, we're off to a fantastic start. And if this is any sort of kind of inclining of what we're about to see over the next six weeks or so, then buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride. Just a quick check of the baseball scoreboard uh, right now. The Dodgers off to a one nothing off to a one nothing lead on the uh, Diamondbacks, who were shut out yesterday by the Nats. Uh, Walker Bueller on the hill tonight for the Dodgers. They lead one nothing. Went off minus two oh six on the money line with a total of seven. Colorado and San Diego, the Dodgers off to a 3 nothing lead, or excuse me, the Padres off to a 3 nothing lead, and then Femi, your uh, Mariners. Down not, not, not doing right great. Now, but I, I went to the game Saturday and they won, so left as a happy fan. Well, there you go. Much more <laughs> on the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN, on the Nightcap. Rolling here on the nightcap, Femi Abebefe, Tim Murray with you live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, and uh, one of my favorites and one of the best in the business of breaking down hockey. It is Greg Wyshynski at Wyshynski on Twitter covering the league for ESPN. And Greg, uh, should we just blindly bet that every game will go to overtime? It's usually around like plus 250, plus 300, four out of the first six into overtime, I feel like the Caps and Bruins are just going to go to overtime every single game. So is that just a, a, a smart thing to do right now? Just say every game's going to overtime. Well, yeah, or, or the reverse, which is just lay off the regulation win prop, right? right? Which is a place where I like to live in the regular season because you can get good value on some of these mismatches, but no reason to do it in the playoffs with the way it's been, it's been so close. And, and on top of that, I mean, you know, with all the actual overtime games we had, 
that Lightning Panthers game yesterday could have gone overtime too. Right. Braden Point's goal was like in the last two minutes of the game. So it's all been very tight outside of this uh, this Hurricanes game today against the Predators. Everything else has been razor thin. So, Greg, we, we're watching Colorado-St. Louis in the studio right now, and I'm really intrigued by this Colorado team, selfishly because I do have a 5-1 to ticket on them to win the Stanley Cup final, but also <laughs> because they have played the best all throughout the season, in my opinion. The way that the Stanley Cup playoffs usually are, there's the upsets and all that stuff, but would you say that this is Colorado's Stanley Cup to lose? And if there's a threat that's out there, who would you think is uh, the biggest threat for them? I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think there's a collection of four or five teams that all could say that they've got a legit shot. They're one of them, Vegas, who they, you know, could end up uh, meeting in the next round if they get past Minnesota's another. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs and the path that they have in their own division, uh, the, the North Division, the All-Canadian Division being the weakest of the four, I think they're a contender. Uh, you throw Carolina and the Lightning in there from the Central and, you know, you could, you could squint your eyes and maybe see Boston as being a potential uh, a cup winner, too, this year, depending if things break their way in the East Division. But, you know, Colorado's great. I mean, unimpeachably great. The only couple of concerns that I have for them, one is that they just haven't done it before. You know, this is, this is a team that has been anointed by everybody as a potential uh, future champion, but they haven't actually played in a championship round yet uh, with this group. And then obviously the other thing is the thing that undid them in the playoffs last year, which is any kind of injury to goalie Philip, uh, Philip Grubauer. He went down last postseason. It, it derailed the entire journey for them on top of other injuries. They don't have anything behind them that I think is a, a cup-quality goaltender, so that's the only other concern for them in this postseason. We're talking to Greg Wyshynski, at Wyshynski on Twitter, senior NHL writer for ESPN. You mentioned the Canadian bracket, uh, just bizarre because of COVID and all that. They're still finishing, what, at the regular season right now? <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. We're not going to get the start of those series until Wednesday. Jets, Oilers uh, on Wednesday, and then Canadians, Maple Leafs, on Thursday get going. Uh, the Maple Leafs are a massive favorite against the Habs at minus 360. Uh, and then you look at the Oilers, minus $1.85 against the Jets. Uh, it, when you look at those two series, do you think chalk prevails, or do you look at a team like the uh, the Jets at a plus price that have a potential to knock off the Oilers? Well, I think chalk prevails in the Leafs series. And, and I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, like if Montreal beat Toronto in this series, and, and this is given Toronto's predilection for playoff disappointment. They actually haven't won a playoff series since like the George W. Bush administration. Like, you know, like, like even that established, I would say that would be an even bigger upset than St. Louis knocking off Colorado. Like, I, I just think the Leafs are so much better than Montreal. I think they're primed to just to finally make their move uh, on, a, on, a, on playing for a championship this season. If Montreal were to knock them out in the first round, I'd be utterly shocked. The other series is a real interesting one. So, Winnipeg's kind of a tale of, of two seasons. Um, you know, they had a, a pretty good run, and then Nick Ehlers, who is a winger on the team, got injured. And then their offense kind of fell apart after that. They, they average almost the goal a game more with him in the lineup than him out of the lineup. It looks like he tracks, back, uh, tracks to be back in the lineup in this series against Edmonton, and that, I think, makes it a different kind of series. We all know Edmonton, man. McDavid's awesome. Dreisaitl MVP last year, awesome. When they're not on the ice, team's bad. And so there's a part of me that thinks the Jets' depth could be a deciding factor here. They obviously have a goaltending advantage, too, with Connor Hellebuck versus Mike Smith. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm going to say that if you're looking for 
you know, the potential for an upset in, in this opening round. I always thought the Jets might be one of the, one of the, uh, the, the top-notch picks for that to happen. Greg, I want to bounce back to the West Division and center in on, on VGK. Um, we, we saw the game yesterday or the other day. They lose to Minnesota. Is there a level of concern there with them? I know you mentioned them as a potential threat to Colorado, um, definitely out there West. But what's the level of concern for VGK after losing to Minnesota? Can they crack the code of the, of the Wild? Yeah, I was going to say, it should, be, it should be pretty high. Like, you know, they might go back and look at the, the last few weeks of the season and really, really regret not winning that President's Trophy with the league's best record and getting that top seed in the West. They knew coming into the series how well Minnesota had played them in the regular season. Minnesota only losing once in regulation to the, the Golden Knights during the regular season. No fear on their part. They play them really well. And, you know, they had a chance to kind of, like, change the narrative a little bit in that first game had they pulled out the game in overtime and said it's Minnesota winning. And now this fire is burning inside this underdog. has got even more oxygen going for it. And, uh, and you wonder whether or not, you know, an upset that more than a few people kind of thought could happen in this series between the Wild and the Golden Knights could actually happen. It's, it's not a very favorable matchup. I think they'd much rather be playing the Blues in this round than the Wild. Talk once again to Greg Rosinski, and you mentioned uh, not a favorable matchup. We had Darren Banks, who works uh, here at the Circa, former Bruin, a uh, long time ago. We always joke with I think he has two goals in his career and a whole bunch of penalty <laughs> minutes. Uh, but, but he That's said... Uh, two more goals than me. Yeah, that, uh, all, three, all three of us combined. So, yeah, he will, uh, he will take it. But uh, he mentioned to me on Friday that, you know, he was a Bruin, so... Uh, and I was joking about, you know, the Caps, the team that I, I pull for, Greg. But he said it was a bad matchup for the Caps. Uh, the Caps go out, they win game one in overtime. And then, as we saw, um, you know, down the stretch there, uh, how watching that game, and we were in studio, so we weren't watch, able to watch every second, but for mm-hmm. that, the Caps to let that game slip out of their, their grasp, up 3-2, under three minutes to go, and ultimately lose in overtime, you know, how big is that going to be for the Caps? Because, you know, going back to Friday night, Banks, he said, this is a bad matchup for the Caps. So how do you look at this series playing out now that the, the Bruins have evened things up heading back to Boston? I still think it's got the potential to be a marathon. There's, there's a lot more that's going to be sort of decided going forward in this series because the Capitals have some lineup decisions to make at some point that could really change the trajectory of the series. Don't forget, you have Yevgeny Kuznetsov, who was on the COVID list, that's uh, skating again. The team, obviously, there's some discipline issues there, too. They're working. He's working his way back into the lineup. Um, he's a proven playoff performer. If he comes back, he could be kind of an X factor in the series. And then the other thing is, you know, obviously the Capitals lost uh, um, their their, kid, their rookie goalie in the first period of the first game. Craig Anderson comes in. He's turning 40 this Friday to save the day in Game One. And then in here in Game Two, you know, they didn't play all that poorly, but didn't have a great game. Um, so you wonder whether or not he's going to be the guy going, going forward or if Ilya Samsonov, uh, who was the other uh, goalie along with Vanacek during the season, uh, is going to eventually get the crease. The problem with him is he was also on the COVID absences list recently, and he hasn't actually played. He's only played one game, I think, since, eight, since uh, April 24th. So it's, uh, it's a couple of interesting little twists that could be on the way for the Capitals. But as far as the matchup goes, it's not that favorable for Washington. I think these are, these are two teams that can really kind of, you know, pound each other and, and, and get physical and, and grind it out. And I think the thing that I liked about Boston coming into the series is still the thing I like about them, which is that when they've got two uh, scoring lines going at the same time, 
a rarity for the Bruins. Uh, and they had it come into this series, and I think that's going to be the, the determining factor uh, at the end of the series. Talk once again to Greg Wyshynski. All right, looking ahead to tomorrow, Greg, just single games. Um, you know, today, right now, over hit in Boston, Washington. Now, if you had the over, you were sweating that one out, and you finally get that goal late in regulation to even it up at three, and then Carolina also goes over. So three games on the schedule tomorrow in the playoffs. Um, I'm sure you've got tons of thoughts about Calgary, Vancouver, um, in a <laughs> very random play. Uh, but by the way, just quick aside, um, why are we doing this? Is this for it's for draft purposes? <laughs> Only that Calgary and Vancouver still have to play while the playoffs I'm are going sure, on. Sure, it's draft purposes. I'm sure, just like you know, needing to play a certain number of games in the bubble last year, it's for sponsorship purposes too. But I mean, I'm with you, man. It's it's an absolute joke. They, before the season, they knew that they could rely on points if they needed to. If if there was some sort of dire situation due to COVID where they needed to kind of shorten the season. They were all prepared to do it. I don't understand why they're making these poor teams play out the stretch like this. Uh, to have the regular season to have, to have the regular season end on the day of game three of a first-round series like the Caps and Bruins are going to play is just, it's just idiotic. It's like Bush League. And if you want to bet on these, God bless you. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> if you, I mean, you know, people were betting on the last day of the NBA schedule last year, uh, last yesterday, and uh, you know, uh, I'm sure Doug Kazarian will find a way to bet on on Calgary and Vancouver. But uh, Greg, when you look at Minnesota, Vegas bounce back spot for Vegas, I, I have to imagine a lot of people are going to look at Vegas to get back and, and even this thing up at home. I mean, they're they're pricey uh, on the money line, minus a dollar sixty. Also, no goals scored in regulation, and you're looking at a total right now five and a half juice to the under. Uh, what do you see tomorrow in, in Vegas and uh, in the Wild? No, I think we lost. Did we, uh, did we lose Greg? I think we lost Greg. That's uh, a bummer because I, want, I wanted to ask him and be a little bit selfish that who's going to be the head coach of the Seattle Kraken? I, I hear oh. a dial tone. So, <laughs> but I, I was curious who if he, if he had a little inside scoop, maybe break some news here on Beeson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if they could have the same success that the uh, the Golden Knights had in year one going all the way to the Stanley Cup final. So uh, we appreciate the insight from Greg Wyshynski, uh, senior uh, senior NHL writer. We'll see if we can get him back on here for a couple of moments. But um, just once again, update you quickly on uh, what's happening in uh, in Colorado. Second period underway, the Avalanche leading the Blues one to nothing. And uh, so... Uh, I think it was very interesting when he brought up VGK and that the concerns should be high. You know, you mentioned Banksy saying that, yep. hey, this is a tough matchup for them. Minnesota wants to be physical, and VGK, they don't necessarily, they just kind of want to skate and do that. So the concern then for VGK fans, if they're, and there's plenty of them, we, we saw them the other day watching the game here, sweating on pins and needles there with the, with the overtime game. But that, I think, really stood out of just like, it's, you know, the, the concern level it might not be a 10, but could be an 8. Yeah, let's get, let's uh, bring back in Greg. Uh, we've got a couple minutes, Greg. Appreciate you jumping back on. VGK and Minnesota tomorrow, total of 5.5, uh, minus $1.60 for the Knights. Is this a, a classic bounce back spot for the Knights? And what about that total, considering this was a scoreless game after 60 minutes yesterday? All right. You know, that's live, live radio and yep. streaming. 
right, right there. There so, you go. Sometimes it's just you don't get the puck luck. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did not there, but uh, no, I appreciate the insight there uh, in the start of the show. Uh, Dodgers, by the way, up on the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, two to nothing. So uh, we will get back to the NBA here shortly. Chase Hughes from uh, NBC Sports Washington going to join us uh, in about 15 minutes, get his thoughts on the Wizards and Celtics playing game tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, and then uh, later on in the hour, we'll take a look at the Western Conference as well because a lot of eyes on the Western Conference, Femi. And, and you know, what's when you think about the West, you've got the Utah Jazz people have questions about, but they're your number one seed. The number one seed that we don't talk about. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns who, you know, started to get a little bit more respect in the marketplace as the season went on, but still, I mean, there was a chance they were going to be the one seed. Look, they, they finished a game back of the Utah Jazz for the one seed, and they're seven or eight to one to win the Western Conference. And you might say, man, that's that's disrespectful. Do you, go ahead. <laughs> take take them against the Lakers if you want. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, and that's the, that's the unfortunate part for the Suns is they've had such an incredible year, but they have so limited size, so much limited size. Now, could the Warriors beat the uh, the Lakers on two, on Wednesday night, Femi, and, and then the Suns get the Warriors? That'd be massive for the Suns. And I think if that happens, I think the Suns have a legitimate shot to get to the Western Conference Finals. If they play the Warriors and then get the winner of Nuggets-Blazers, I think those are all favorable matchups. You know, they'll, they'll have to figure out how to slow down Jokic, but... If the Suns are playing the Lakers, it's a horrendous matchup. They have no size whatsoever. In the scenario you just painted, can you imagine the Clippers front office? Oh my and gosh! All those guys. If it ends up being the Lakers who fall to the 18, if they beat Memphis or San Antonio right. after losing to Golden State, and if they go ahead and beat Utah, like they would be favored to do. And they have to go see the Lakers in the second round after ducking and dodging. I know they're going to say all the right things about it. We wanted to make sure we we're healthy and rest up and all that stuff, but they were ducking and dodging. And I get it. The chances of them getting to the Western Conference Finals are a lot greater if they play the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals versus if they play them in the second round or the first round. Yeah, I mean, that would be the ultimate irony of this whole situation where the Los Angeles Clippers played the two worst teams in the NBA and figured out way. I mean, they lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who we've been keeping track on the Oklahoma City Thunder and their win total. They were 1-23. In their last 24, since April 1st, they were 1-23, and, and the Clippers lost to them yesterday, uh, and and that was that was amazing, but it worked out for them. They get the Mavericks, which is a, a massive uh, matchup advantage for the Clippers, but it would be interesting if the Lakers fall to the Somehow. Warriors on Wednesday night. Look, sports, is, sports are crazy. Like we talk, <laughs> Is it crazy if Steph Curry has a heater and goes off and... and Throws in 11 threes. Definitely wouldn't be the first time. No, it would not. So <laughs> we will see much more in the Western Conference a little bit later on in the hour. And uh, about 10 minutes or so, we'll chat with Chase Hughes, get you an update and a preview on the play-in game in Boston tomorrow night. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Tim Murray and Femi Abebefe with you on uh, on Vison, uh, and we'll talk a little more about the Wizards and Celtics coming up tomorrow night. Chase Hughes, a good buddy of mine from NBC Sports Washington, will preview that game. Get his thoughts. It's funny, you know, thinking back to hour one and talking to Adam Himmelsbach from the uh, from the Boston Globe, Femi. I don't know, man. It didn't give me a ton of... It wasn't an inspiring no. thought there. I mean... I wasn't convinced. <laughs> and, and, and once again, I mean, there's a reason this number has started to trend back towards the Boston Celtics. I feel like the public's going to be all over the dog in this situation, kind of like what we uh, talked about with the Warriors and Lakers, where it's going to be a, a trendy dog uh, in, in both these 7-8 games. But, you know, from what we've seen from the Wizards down the stretch and what we saw from the Celtics down the stretch it, it's a hard it, it's a hard sell for me on the Celtics it's two teams going in opposite directions but with that said though I don't know if I can get on board with the Wizards that's why like I joked and said it might be a stay away game because I don't think I'm getting enough points for the uncertainty of Bradley Beal's yeah. hamstring and I really want to gauge Chase's kind of opinion on that because Hamstrings are tricky. One day you might feel good, the next day you might, because he could easily pull a hamstring in the first quarter, and all of a sudden you're kind of left holding the bag on a short number, and Bradley Beal's out for the rest of the game. You know, he's already said, 
I'm not 100%. I'm gutting this out because the seeding was that important. And he had a heck of a game. I mean, put up 25 points in their season finale. I mean, it was 8 of 27 shooting, so it wasn't the most right. efficient night. But, I mean, it's a gutsy performance by Beal. So I'm really curious to see what the hamstring and how it feels. And it's just it's too much uncertainty from the Celtics psychological side and then from the Beal injury from the Washington side. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it when you think about the, the injury to Bradley Beal. So, uh, you know, a guy that finished second in the scoring uh, scoring race to Steph Curry and will, you know, if he's not 100%. But Russell Westbrook has played, you know, out of his mind, at least statistically. He's going to have those those plays that are going to make you, you know, go crazy. But usually the, the, the positive outweighs the negative. But that all being said, we've seen some moments in his postseason history uh, where you just think, well, what are you doing? You know, yeah. so well, well, do we see that tomorrow? Uh, that remains to be seen. But uh, it is going to be... Uh, it is going to be a, a lot of fun. We'll talk more about that here uh, in just a moment. Quick update, Colorado up on St. Louis, still one to nothing. Uh, as it looks like the Blues have just killed off a power play, or excuse me, the Avalanche, beg your pardon, have just killed off a power play. For the Blues, they lead one nothing. went off as a $1.32 favorite, and uh, even on the money line, you had to lay $1.20 uh, for uh, the goal, the puck line, I should say, for Colorado with a total of five and a half in that one. On to baseball real quick, just uh, taking a quick look at the four games in progress right now. You mentioned Albert Pujols during the break. Yeah. Making his debut for the Los Angeles Dodgers starting at first base tonight. A little RBI single. Yeah, first hit and RBI. It's it's never going to look right <laughs> seeing him in that Dodger blue. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know if it was because he goes from the Cardinals and then goes to the Angels and the Angels were still red. So it's like, okay, kind of, you can kind of sell me on it. But Pujols in a Dodgers uniform, you, you can't. It, it looks like Joe Namath in the Rams uniform. It looks like Emmett Smith in a Cardinals uniform. <laughs> it's just, it's weird, but good for Albert, you know, still out there giving it his all day in, day out. Yeah, this was uh, from ESPN Stats and Information. This is just the fourth time in uh, in Major League Baseball history where four or more former MVPs have been on the same team wow. in one game. Albert Pujols, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, and Clayton Kershaw all on the Dodgers. The last one to do it was the 96 Red Sox, Mo Vaughn, Jose Canseco, Roger Clemens, a couple of the, uh, the MVPs on the, that squad. The Dodgers have had some struggles to their standards. Right. They've had some injury issues. Corey Seager now most recently. But I don't think anybody's feeling sorry for him. No. <laughs> With the, the cupboards are pretty stocked over there in, in L.A. for the Dodgers. And they're going to be right there in the thick of it. I mean, this is a long season. They get healthy. They're probably going to win the West again. Be a pretty significant favorite to do that. And going against that team in October, good luck. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that last year they went 43-17 and 17 in that mini season. And they're 22-18. and 18, So they've had more losses already this year than they did all last year. But to your point... Uh, similar to what we said, you know, with the Suns in their odds, like, hey man, if you, you can go bet them, um, you, know, you can bet against them, but yeah. are you going to bet against them in the postseason? Uh, Walker Bueller not on point today. He's got the bases loaded with two outs. He's already walked four, struck out five though, and looking at that strikeout prop, it's seven and a half. So we'll see if Walker Bueller can uh, get out of a jam here. Looks like he will in the top of the fourth inning. So the Dodgers uh, escape a bases-loaded situation against the D-backs there as they lead 2 to nothing, heading into the bottom of the fifth inning. Celtics-Wizards. Can the Wizards go to Beantown and take the seventh seed away? We'll talk to Chase Hughes from NBC Sports Washington next on the Nightcap on Visa. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NHL playoffs are underway. The NBA playoffs start tomorrow, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com. Our members-only best bet emails now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vcin.com backslash subscribe. Tim Murray, Femi Abebefe with you live from the Circus Sportsbook. And uh, it's always great to bring in our next guest, uh, who uh, I believe we are efforting to uh, to bring in. That uh, is Chase Hughes, who covers the uh, Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, Curious to see, see what he, like, we mentioned it earlier, the Bradley Beal stuff, but then also 
it's been such a turnaround for this Wizards team in the second half of the season that is it are they the team that's peaking at the right time? Are they getting hot? Or just kind of how he sees it there? Yeah, and I've heard people talk about it this, and, and I'm curious to get uh, uh, Chase's thoughts on this. But, you know, you look at a Wizards team that has Russell Westbrook, that has Bradley Beal, uh, and I've heard this brought up before, but, I mean, these two guys, they, in a good way and a bad way, kind of live in their own world and think they can take on anything. So, you know, maybe that's a good thing if they do get the Brooklyn Nets. But let's bring in Chase Hughes, who uh, I think most notably is known for a uh, now defunct podcast called Baseball in the District, which was tremendous. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite podcast of all time. Uh, but now he's doing great things, covering the Washington Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. Chase, always a pleasure, brother. Thanks for staying up late there uh, in my old neck of the woods. Um, you know, tomorrow is, is fascinating. And, you know, looking at the line, are you surprised with the way the Wizards have been playing and the way the Celtics kind of struggled down the stretch? Uh, are you a bit surprised to see that the Wizards are an underdog tomorrow night? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And, yes, Tim, the, the Wizards are back in the postseason. They're good. You leave Washington and immediately they become good. It's a, <laughs> it's a weird time. They're not in the playoffs uh, but, yet, by the way. They're not in the playoffs <laughs> yet. Just got to put that out there. They're in the postseason, not the playoffs. I'm trying to make that distinction because uh, I say postseason and fans are like, what do you mean postseason? I'm like, because it's after the season. It's literally by the textbook definition of the word, it's the postseason, but it's not the playoffs. But yes, I am surprised the Wizards are here because they've had a really strange year. Um, you know, early on in the season, they battled injuries. They had their COVID outbreak in January, and then they got rolling in February. They won seven of eight games. But then after that, they lost 14 of 18, and they didn't have the injuries or COVID to use as an, as an excuse. So it kind of got to a point where it was like, okay, this team's not going anywhere. Uh, are they going to get rid of the head coach? Or are they going to wait till the end of the season? It just seemed like an inevitability. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they became one of the best defenses in the NBA. They became really good on defense, and then they added Daniel Gafford at the, tra- at the trade deadline and became a legitimately elite defense. And now they're going into the play- or the postseason, I should say, uh, facing the, the Celtics, who have lost 10 of 15. But I would not, uh, I would not underrate them or, or overlook them. Uh, you know, they still have a top-10 offense. They're 14th in defensive rating. They're a good three-point shooting team. And they've got Brad Stevens and Jason Tatum. So um, I, I w- you said the Wizards are the underdogs. Yep. Yeah, by two points. I would be surprised by that just because with the the way the Wizards have been playing, 17 of 23, winning 17 of 23, that's a pretty large sample size. I know you're going on the road against a team that's had your number this season, but the Wizards are just playing so well right now. I would imagine that has a lot to do with Bradley Beal's injury. Yeah, and that's actually where I want to pick things up, Chase. I mean, it's you talk about Bradley Beal, and he was very productive against the Celtics team this year, averaging 40 points in the three games that they played. But that hamstring and the quotes that are coming out of the Wizards camp, from what I've been reading, it, it doesn't sound good. Beal saying he's not 100%. It sounds like he's just gutting it out, in that, especially in that last uh, regular season finale there, just trying to get that seating. Just how injured is Bradley Beal, and is it out of the realm of possibility that he starts the game and just doesn't finish? He's definitely injured. He's definitely not 100%. He admitted that. Uh, you could see it in the game yesterday. Uh, you know, I've watched a lot of Bradley Beal over the years. Um, you know, sometimes guys will come back from an injury and it's more subtle. And it'll be uh, something that, you know, you really have to pay attention to try to see if a guy is, is slowed down or maybe you see it in their production. 
it was obvious right away that he was not 100%. Um, you know, I, I, he came out and missed his first six shots in the first quarter. He was 4 of 17 at halftime. Um, there were a few moments where he was grimacing in pain, kind of throwing the ball down in frustration. Uh, a lot of people online were saying, on, on Twitter were saying, you know, this guy, well, what is he doing? He's hurting the team. Get him out of there. And then something crazy happened. <laughs> in the fourth quarter, he started to move a little bit better, and he scored 13 points in the final quarter and helped them uh, come back from 11 points down going into the fourth and win that game. So today, another thing that he said was that it kind of loosened up throughout the game. You know, he started the game with a bunch of tape on his hamstring. He took that off. The muscle loosened up. He kind of knocked off the rust. He hadn't played in a week. And he started to play pretty well. So I think he kind of learned how to make an impact uh, and work around it. You know, he was more of a catch-and-shoot guy, maybe not someone who's going to run all over the court like he usually does trying to get open. So he figured out a way, but certainly after, after seeing him play with his injury, I can tell you it's going to be a factor for the Wizards in the postseason, no question. Chatting once again with Chase Hughes, who covers the Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. Follow Chase on Twitter, at Chase Hughes, NBCS. Uh, Westbrook has been spectacular. Uh, his numbers are out of this world, uh, Chase. We got about a minute. Just how do you see this game playing out tomorrow? And then, and then if the Wizards are able to make it into the playoffs... Sixers or Nets, who do they pose a, a stiffer challenge to? Well, I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, all the Wizards, all the games that the Wizards play lately have been close. I mean, you go back, I, I mentioned they've won 17 of 23. I think four of those games were one possession. Uh, another one was like a four-point game. So it's, everything goes down to the wire with them. But I do like the Wizards' chances just because of the trajectory they're on compared to the Celtics. And they have Westbrook and, and Rui Hachimura. There's some guys who are playing really, really well. So I think the Wizards can get uh, the, the victory. But um, beyond that, I think you probably want Brooklyn just because of the potential uh, chemistry issues or health problems that they might have. Philly's just going to be too deep, and I think uh, Embiid would be too much of a problem for them. Yeah, and that's the way I look at it. We'll talk more about the Eastern Conference coming up uh, later on. But, uh, Chase, it'll be fun, man. Appreciate it as always. And uh, get back to that, that little one that you got there. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, man. There he is, Chase Hughes at Chase Hughes, NBCS on Twitter. Everyone kind of feels the same way. You know, there was optimism. He, he left me optimistic about you know, the loosening up of the hamstring. That's a great point that he brought up. Maybe, maybe he's, the Wizards will last. He's totally going to be betting on the Wizards. Gosh, tomorrow. I'm going to be on them. You are. I, I already hate myself for it. You bet, the, you bet against Washington today. You're going to bet on Washington tomorrow. Talk some Western Conference odds. Look at their play-in games. Look at their crazy futures market. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. And I am going to do a read here in just a moment. Let me just pull that up. This is live radio at its finest. Uh, Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, Femi Abebefe, and Tim Murray with you. How's my shooting percentage? It's 100%. 100%. 100%. You don't have to say that. If no, I'm, messing it, it up, I'm you, not just saying it because we're, we're out right. in public, you know. I mean, look. 100%. You can crush I'm, me. I'm impressed. And, and, and Tim, he really put the work in. Uh, the prep work. Practice it, it twice, and I'm like, ready was, to go. He was a real pro. So, you know, that's what we, <laughs> they always prepare in this industry, and, and I, I applaud him for his efforts. Uh, George Shahuri from Pro Football Focus, uh, I've had him on for, I don't know, over two years, and I, I just try to say it once and then 
I'll just call him by his Twitter handle. So, you know, out of, George. out of respect, I'm just going to go Femi Abebefe. I just, I, I've got it. It does roll off the tongue, though, once you get it, once you get it down. Also, you were supposed to have those PFF guys here in studio. What, what whatever happened? We, were. we didn't get a story on that. Yeah, we what, were. They get, they get uh, swallowed by Stadium Swim? What, yeah, what, they, they had a good time. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> hardworking gentlemen uh, out in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, they had themselves a good time. And they had to get back to uh, they had to get back to the hotel. Now I give credit to Eric Eager. He was willing to come back wow. and uh, make the appearance. But I said, you know what? You guys are on vacation. I was bugging you. It's fine. They ended up both coming on last week. So uh, all is all is well with those guys. We'll just have to have them out again. And uh, maybe don't have them go to Stadium Swim prior to a potential. Yeah, do the Stadium appearance. Swim afterwards. Yeah, because I can see it'd be easy to get caught up out there. Yeah, so uh, well, we'll get them in studio one of these days. But uh, that maybe a couple Fridays ago probably wasn't the best time to get them in studio. Um, by the way, how about those St. Louis Blues, folks? Wow, they have just tied things up at one. Could we get Femi a fifth overtime game in seven? Playoff games, by the way, six have gone final, five were one-goal games, four went to overtime, including the first three, another goes to overtime tonight, Boston and Washington have gone to overtime both times, the only game that has not been decided by a goal was Hurricanes-Predators, Hurricanes scored three goals in the third period tonight to win 5-2, to two. every other game has been decided by one goal. We were talking about it during the break. It's just you're at a loss for words now. The adjectives you're running running low now, but it's it's been a tremendous start to these playoffs. And I just sign us up. You know, yeah. we're out here. The folks are out here. They're cheering. We, we heard the fans. Yeah, at Stadium swim. They're making a little bit of a ruckus, and you know, might as well let's let's do it. Let's I, let's play more. I always appreciate that because you know we're we're trying to keep our heads on on everything that's going on. And when you hear a little bit of an uproar, you're like, oh, something happened, and you're like, oh, the Blues scored. You know, um, so that's what we heard when Boston cashed that. Yeah, it's gonna bring yeah, that, that one was up actually again. you. That yeah. was that was not the Stadium swim. <laughs> Thanks, that, was, that was just you che- uh, cheering <laughs> for it. But uh, yeah, Brad Marchand got it home for Boston. 4-3 victory for the Bruins, and uh, we will get you updated on everything you need to know top of the hour. But let's, let's keep it rolling with the NBA. We just had Chase Hughes on uh, from Washington, D.C., covers the Wizards for NBC Sports Washington, looking at the play-in game tomorrow night. Uh, we've hit on those Western Conference games uh, a bit, and we have some series prices out there. But, you know, for the Western Conference, uh, the way this season ended up was, was so unique in that, you know, Portland – it wasn't that long ago that maybe they're going to be the seventh seed. They were even flirting with dropping to the eighth seed, Femi. And not only did they get out of that, I mean, they had a chance yesterday if Dallas doesn't win to get up as high as the five seed. But ultimately, the Blazers close out the season winning 10 of 12. They hammered the Nuggets yesterday. They went off, I think, 10 or 11 point favorite. They cover that number. Um, so the Blazers are, are riding in hot. And... A series price, this opened at the Westgate Superbook and other spots at a pick'em. Minus 110 both ways. DraftKings has it. Denver as a slight favorite, as we showed the graphic, at minus 120 against the Portland Trailblazers. You know, I, I know you spent time up in the, uh, the uh, you're still up in the Pacific Northwest, but um, you spent time in in, uh, in Oregon a little bit. So when you look at Portland, um, man, they have no defense. But... Yeah. 
the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, you know, last year Jamal Murray was sensational. He was in the, the first guy. Round. He was the he had a what 50, 49, 50 perform. I mean, it was insane what he did in a in a couple game stretch in the first round last year. He is now gone. You've got the league MVP in Jokic. Michael Porter Jr. is emerging. But do the Blazers have enough? They're riding high. Can they win this series against Denver? I mean, can they? Yes. They can do anything sure. um, is the way I'd see that. But will they? I don't really see it. And I honestly think that minus 120 for Denver, it feels a little short to me. Now, maybe I'm getting suckered in or whatever, but I see Denver. They have the best player in the series, probably the best player in the regular season this year, Nikola Jokic, who's going to win the MVP. Like, I know there's people that want to nah, say Steph it. and, like, yeah, take a flyer on 20. to one. Don't do it. You're wasting your money. Go donate it somewhere else because Nikola Jokic is going to win that award. He's been the best player throughout the regular season. They have the home court advantage. And Michael Porter Jr. has emerged as another perimeter scorer for Denver. Now, he doesn't play any defense on the topic of no defense, but he is a guy who can get you 30 points on any given night. So you have that altitude, that home court advantage in Denver with the best player. If there is a game seven, I, I, I like Denver at minus 120, to be honest. Yeah, I do too. And, and once again, you know, this opened up minus 110 to, for them to win the series. And I, I like Denver as well. I mean, I feel like the the run for Portland started when I started talking a little smack about uh, the Portland Trailblazers. I, you know, it's funny we were talking. Damian Lillard about it. has those rabbit ears on social he media. He does, man. <laughs> I mean, he's he's telling people about uh, he wants to see the tickets of them. He does. People calling him out about a couple weeks back that they needed to win ten out of twelve to hit the season win total over, uh, which was which was fun to see. But you know, I, I just I get so I have so many questions about them defensively. They've played unbelievable down the stretch here offensively you know the acquisition of norm powell i i love the fact that the blazers have recognized what they are they've gone all in they try to win which is kind of refreshing in this day and age but when it comes down to the defensive side of the ball that's where you get worried and you know i talked about earlier in the show about how the the bracket broke well for the sixers to make it to the eastern conference finals and we saw what the clippers did yesterday which was it the right thing to do? Sure. I, I just think it's uh, comical that this was the team, Femi, that when Paul George got traded there, Kawhi signed there, you know, they're they're talking about we're the new kings of LA and <laughs> how'd that work out last yeah, year? <laughs> you had to fire your coach, a Hall of Fame coach, you had, you know, you you just crippled up three games to one uh in the postseason last year. I mean, it was embarrassing. And then you go out and you lose to the Rockets and the Thunder on purpose, a Thunder team that was 1-23 since the start of April, you lose to them on purpose to, to why? Avoid the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, was it the right thing to do? Strategically? Probably. But, yeah, it, it is just comical how, you know, you talk this big game and then you run away. It, it, it's... I think I heard. I think I heard Bill Simmons Femi make this uh, analogy on his podcast. It's like a guy saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, Femi, you better not come down to the bar. I'll kick your butt." And then you show up, you're like, "Oh, I'm out of here." You just walk out the back door. Well, I think it's Damian Lillard and Paul George got that little spat in the bubble right. when the Clippers guys were kind of pointing at the wrist to mock the whole Dame time thing. And the whole thing, Dame is always saying that, "Oh, like Paul George, you're always running from the grind." And it almost feels like that's what this Clippers team is doing. And from a probability standpoint, it makes 
100%. And this is probably a little machismo of like, oh, got to be the beat the best to be the best type of mentality. But they really did avoid a Lakers team. And from a psychological standpoint, if they were to see that team in the Western Conference Finals, heck, you might have a better opportunity to beat the Lakers earlier while they're still getting their legs. If the Lakers are in rhythm by the time that they get to the Conference Finals, it might be good night for one series. And I think the psychological thing, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but, you know, LeBron is going to point that out. If they if they ultimately meet the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, you say, we got them. You know, they, these are the guys that, that were scared away from us. But, but getting back to how the bracket broke for the Lakers, if they take care of business on Wednesday night, which I think both you and I agree they will, I think it's, once again, I love Steph. He deserves to be first-team All-NBA. This year's incredible. All the accolades, credit, etc. But the matchup is tricky, and when you have the, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, they're going to figure out ways to slow him down enough. Um, but think about the way the bracket breaks, right? You get the Suns, who, incredible year. Monty Williams, in my opinion, should be coach of the year for what they've done to get to 51-21. and 21. Uh, Chris Paul should be, in my opinion, a first-team All-NBA player. They don't have the size no. to match up. I mean, look at what Anthony Davis did to them a couple weeks ago. He dropped 42 on them without yeah. LeBron. Now no you've got LeBron. No Schroeder. And now you've got this team coming back. So I think the matchup is great for them. And then it's Portland or Denver. If it's Portland, good night. I mean, Let's lunch meet. If it's Portland. Nothing. I mean, we saw that last year. Bye-bye. That's minus 500 series price. Jokic is a, is a tricky matchup. Denver could get a couple games, but no Jamal Murray. That's... When it comes to postseason basketball, I mean, we know that you need that guard presence like they had last year. I think the bracket, if the Lakers win on Wednesday, really shakes out well for them to get to the Western Conference Finals with, I won't say minimal, uh, uh, you know, pushback, but it, it's not going to be that tough. Yeah, I don't foresee it being a difficult road for them if they take care of business against the Warriors. Now, the Clippers think it could be a little bit of a tricky situation there with Rajon Rondo now as another creative ball handler Playoff for them. Rondo. Playoff Rondo, we know. So That's maybe that, maybe that gives the Clippers a little boost and makes it a competitive series should they see their foes from L.A. Patrick Everson, a man who covers it all in Las Vegas. How the weekend was. How are those Lakers odds shaping out? Who do the books want? We'll get all those answers at the top of the hour. Stick around. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We'll get you updated. Intermission, abs, and blues. We'll get you updated on that. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.